This is all about human trafficking. It's a game actually all about human trafficking. I am obviously the biggest nerd at this table. It's all upside all the time. You're listening to the Hit the Deck podcast. Hit me up if there's a Japanese pro tour because uh, I need those mates. See, I didn't even want to introduce myself. I don't even know who I am. Card game review and strategy by gamers just like you. I, okay. don't, I don't think my tongue can actually make that noise. I don't know how I feel about that game. Oh, wait. I love it. And now your hosts, Dwayne St. Arnold. Maybe we should try to make Twilight loop cards for a while. Your pet can sparkle. Clara Lavrenyuk. Like your character can rip his shirt off just by the strength of his own chest muscles. Joe Bono. You don't want to conflict with going to your FNM to grind for next year's FNM championships. Kellen Abel. Yeah, instead of just looking and acting and being pretty much like magic, now they want the keywords to be the same as magic too. And James Dykes. Playing WoW is an outlet that they can be competitive at, play at a high level, and still get those 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 juices out. Okay, so I guess we're going to get started. Uh, hi, everyone. Welcome to episode zero of Hit the Deck, our new podcast uh, that we're deck. hit the deck, hit the deck. Uh, that we're holding under the geekerific banner of podcasts. Uh, I'm Dwayne Sinerald, and today I am joined by Joe Bono. Howdy, folks. Kellen Abel. Hello. Clara. That's a good attempt. Yeah, Hello. Was, Thank I you. I think that was phonetically correct. Uh, and James Dykes. What's up? And uh, so the idea of the podcast is we're going to, every week, uh, we're going to cover a whole variety of topics, mostly uh, focused around deck building games. So we're going to cover Magic the Gathering, uh, we're going to cover World of Warcraft TCG, and we're going to cover all the different deck building games that are out there, like Ascension and Dominion, and there's so many different games that are, that are under that sort of style of game. Uh, what, what are some others? Like Tanto Kore. Tanto Kore. Thunderstone. Seven Wonders. Seven Wonders. Yeah, there's so many different games. And they Penny come Arcade out with. Arcade has just come out with one recently. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that was I played huge. that at PAX. It was pretty fun. I'm not sure about it, though. Yeah, I haven't played it yet. I'm kind of excited to play it. So. Uh, Part of what I want to do is like every every couple episodes we'll pick up one of these games, play it for a while, and then talk about it, review it, kind of, uh, just what we think, what the strategy is, like how it applies from other games, uh, etc. So, um, so first, uh, since this is episode zero, and well, none of you fuckers know who we are, uh, <laughs> let's let's talk a little bit about ourselves. Uh, why don't uh, Joe go ahead and start? Uh, who are you? Uh, so my name's Joe Bono. Um, I'm mostly a Magic player. Uh, I have been to the Magic Pro Tour a couple times and scrubbed out terribly. Um, and, you know, I, I like playing games like Dominion and Ascension casually, um, but haven't really gotten into, like, the really competitive aspect of any games other than Magic. Uh, I'm Callan Abel. I've played Magic for years and years and years, and uh, I've actually become more of a cube draft extraordinary lately, uh, <laughs> which I think actually cube lends pretty well to... Extraordinary. I think that's a good title. I'm going to go with that. Uh, that lends pretty well to those deck building games because uh, pretty much all it is is deck building. It's it's different than most magic playing in that it's more just about building your deck, kind of like you would in something like Dominion or uh, any of those games. I'm also a gymnast, so that 
Yep. So when we when we review the gymnast based deck building game. Yeah, I'll have something to say on that one. When, okay. When it, and unfortunately for the audience, um, you can't see it, but he's actually doing amazing gymnastic feats throughout the entire podcast. Um, he's actually just performed a backwards aerial, but you can't see it, so it's kind of sad. You're going to have to take our word for it. Yeah, it, it, was, was, it, was, it awesome. was sweet. It was it was amazing. The I Ukrainian judge it. gave him a 7. I give him 7.5. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, and Clara? My name is Clara Lovernuk, and I, I am a, a, a gamer, uh, a girl, a gamer girl, I guess is what they call us. That's the technical term. That's the technical um, term for what I am. Um, I don't know. I, I play Magic. I play a lot of different games. Um, it's just, it's kind of that throughout my entire life, pretty much Every major man in my life, from my father to most of my boyfriends, have always been really hardcore gamers, and that kind of like brought me into the world. So, I mean, my father used to take me to. Um, do you guys remember in Seattle we had the Wizard of the Coast giant gaming center? That oh, was yeah, on, yeah. That the was, best place on earth. Yeah, that was near the University of Washington campus. So, when I was like ten years old, like my father used to take me there and like buy me Pokemon cards and like try to teach me how to play these games. Like they actually had a Dune trading card game based off the, uh, yeah. the book series I, I played that i mean there's there's lots of games i i now play magic mostly because my boyfriend charles dupont if you know him taught me to so but i'm mostly casual it's a lot of cubing a lot of drafting i only really play limited formats but i do like deck building games like ascension and dominion and Tantukore. so <laughs> really a little bit of everything she mostly just likes japan but uh, oh yeah, yeah yeah and like japan and um that's that's really all about my me and my background except for my affinity for silly voices and accents so can, can you give us an example um, my probably my most famous one is my old country accent that uh, I have with all of my friends they like to um, I don't know it's just something that kind of comes up every once in a while so if you hear any kind of silly voices then it's it's probably me <laughs> all right James uh, my name is James Dykes uh, I've been playing card games my entire life basically uh, playing TCGs for the last uh, I don't even want to say it 15 years just um, been I played Magic, uh, the WoW TCG, um, L5R versus System. Uh, pretty much every major game I've at least tried out. Um, I love games. Uh, I love competition. Um, been to the Pro Tour a couple times. Scrubbed out much like much like Joe over here. Uh, and. Uh, the deck building game realm. I love playing Ascension. I love Dominion. Uh, I love board games in general. Just really yeah. game oriented. Right now, James and I are really into the WoW TCG. We've been playing it every week, oh, yeah. pretty much. Oh yeah. yeah. So uh, let's let's talk about WoW a little bit then. Sure. So uh, there's a new set coming out. Uh, what in October? Yeah, uh, I believe so. Yeah. Well, what's it called? Uh, it's called Throne of Tides. Throne of Tides, and they've uh, they've actually announced a whole bunch of different mechanics and preview cards for it. It's kind of exciting. Yeah, instead of just looking and acting and being pretty much like Magic, now they want the keywords to be the same as Magic too. Pretty oh. much. Well, that's convenient. Um, they just put out some spoiler articles on their their official website uh, this past week. Um, so they've got 
two new mechanics that are basically straight ripoffs of magic. Um, they've ripped off the the trample mechanic. They're calling it smash. Smash. Yep. Uh, and they're, they've taken the scry mechanic and called it delve. Delve. Uh, Thank you, Clara. <laughs> it, I'm just I'm hoping um, to illustrate for and, and everyone. And you can really see the, the, like a lot of the influence of the, the developers of the game, Patrick Sullivan, Matt Place, um, people with backgrounds in the Magic: The Gathering game. They're they're taking that background and they're they're putting it to use in WoW, uh, trying to make the game. Uh, there's obvious differences between the two games uh, in deck building, construction, draft strategies, etc. Uh, but they want to take advantage of of how Magic is the, the brand leader, the, the market leader in TCGs, and just give familiar concepts to their players that they're trying to get into the game that switch over. There's been a lot of crossover lately. So let me, let me ask you guys this. So uh, I, I know not everyone here has played WoW TCG, but just just talking about this, like Magic has always been, you know, kind of the, the core of the, the, the TCG market. There's been a lot of a lot of TCGs that have come and gone. Yeah. Uh, WoW's hung out for quite a while now. Uh, it seems to be a real player. You know, a lot of people are still playing it. With this whole, I mean, they've they've already been a lot like Magic in the past. I mean, do we think that this is a good thing that they're that they're even copying like exact mechanics over from Magic? Well, it seems like a lot of the uh, crossover from Magic to WoW has been what's kept it alive. When uh, Cryptozoic took over, uh, they really made it more like magic they decreased the power level they made all of the lands that well in wow when you play a land you can use it to do something else so sometimes you can draw extra cards with your lands which is very powerful so they made that less powerful now so it's more and more like magic as you move along the only real difference at this point is that uh you have a different life total and you can play any card in your hand as a land if you'd like so it's becoming more and more like magic and i think they're trying to do that so that you can they can get more Magic players and more people who have played Magic and are maybe WoW MMO players. They can transfer over pretty pretty easily. Yeah, I know in the Seattle area, there's been a lot of people that have you know been playing Magic for years and years, and now they're they're playing WoW every week. They're you know not only just like oh you know let's just play a quick game. They're they're going to drafts. They're testing formats. They're traveling for tournaments. Well, actually, uh, me and a few others from the area are going to Worlds this year in Amsterdam. So there's a there's quite a contingent from here. Big that's, time. Uh, oh man, it's going to be great. We're really excited. And uh, WoW's kind of become like the TCG for Watsy employees. Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those. Things. It's just you know it's natural when. Yeah, a lot of Magic players want a competitive outlet. And if they are, say, in a situation where they can't be playing competitively, I mean, it's kind of filling that that gap for them. And I think that's good. I think it kind of enriches the, um, the community. I mean, to not just have Magic, but to have other games. And so that they can kind of... I almost want to say learn from each other. Sure. Like, maybe WoW um, is... WoW TCG is becoming more like Magic, but I mean, certain things that I've heard, Magic is also trying to learn a little bit from WoW and what makes it fun or successful. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know that uh, for those of you guys that are listening that don't know, Wizards employees uh, can't actually play in sanctioned events. So, the fact that they're they're picking up this game and just running with it, it's it's real visible, at least in our community out here in Seattle. Um, you know, anyone who's listening, I'd, I'd love to hear if, you know, wow is a big thing in your area because it's, it's really taking off out here. Uh, what were you about to say? Uh, it's the second, it's 
the second best, uh, at least in terms of, of popularity game in the market. It's it's certainly a good game. Uh, and, and like Clara was saying, of the people that are hired by Watsi, a lot of them are competitors. They come from the Pro Tour. They come from from the background of playing in TCGs at a very high level. And you need an outlet at times. And, and for them, playing WoW is an outlet that they can be competitive at and play at a high level. And and still get those 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 juices out while they're I think it's real interesting that it's not only just a big TCG it's uh you know it's based on this huge franchise I mean Warcraft the whole world has been around you know since Blizzard made it years ago but World of Warcraft that that game oh man that that is that is taken up everyone you know from oh, soccer moms head. to kids in their mom's basement like uh, I think uh, everyone's just had to at least tried it by now. A and lot of people have lost a lot of your same life. Yeah, yeah, uh, ourselves included. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll admit that. Yes, I, I, I think it's one one of the things about the TCG market is that, except for Magic, almost all the really successful TCGs have had really good creative from outside of the game that comes into it. You know, like you look at Pokemon, you look at Yu Gi Oh. Um, the cards that have the, the, these games that have long lasting things and so like the the people that are making wow um, I, I think are actually making really smart business decisions by saying you know here are a bunch of mechanics that we know work um, well from other TCGs and we're going to combine that with um, this this great creative property that we have um, so like as as somebody who has played a very little bit of wow uh, TCG, it, it it seems like it it has nowhere to go but up. Yeah, um, it seems like a really promising game. Yeah, I'm really impressed with the direction that Cryptozoic has been taking it in. And I guess I guess that brings us back to the original question. I maybe this is good for the game that they're that they're taking a lot of cues from Magic because I mean honestly, more people are playing it every day. I can I have a question actually for um, James and Kellen who probably play the most WoW TCG. Out of all of us, obviously. Um, in your experience, do you see that for Cryptozoic, for the creators of WoW TCG, does it seem to them to be important to try to stay... I don't know, how much of the World of Warcraft kind of flavor, or is you know, do they try to include into the game? Do they try to really stay true to that to their roots in that sense? Is it just a flavor thing? Or are there certain kind of game mechanics that they really try to make it like, this is, this is wow, this is, you know, s- similar to... I'm, I'm not particularly familiar with, the, with the, 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 the MMO. Wow, I haven't played in probably four years. Um, but there is, the, the game is packed with flavor. Well, James, I am extremely familiar with it, <laughs> as I have not quite escaped its clutches Counterpoint. yet. Counterpoint. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's right on cue with the, with the MMO. You get to play one hero, who's your, who's your main character, and that's basically, you can uh, choose any talent spec, just like in the game. You can play all the cards from that talent spec, as well as just uh, any other spells that aren't a talent only. You know, just like, just like the MMO. It tries to keep it really true to the, to the online game, and it does a really good job of that without having it reduce the playability of the game. I thought it was really yeah. sweet. Uh, earlier, uh, before we started recording, James was showing me a couple of the different spoilers that they came out. And, I, you know, I, I, I've i played WoW on and off since it came out. And he showed me this card. And I'm like, I've fought that guy. Like, I've killed that guy in the game. I know him. I know you. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of the quests are named for actual quests that are in the game. A lot of the, the characters are named for actual characters in the game. And... 
Um, it's just the game is dripping with flavor. Isn't it true that there's certain cards that like items or things like cards that you can redeem in the MMO? Oh, yeah. I L- mean, that's what cards. I heard. Yeah. Uh, actually, a lot of the tournaments for, uh, at the WoW events are tournaments where you receive a loot card, which is a, a card that you can scratch off one of the, you know, like a lottery ticket and the code is underneath and that code gets you a pet or a mount or a some item in the actual MMO, which is which is pretty cool and keeps a lot of players crossing over. Yeah. Let's also know. be clear that the, the draw is really for the tournament players to turn around and sell those on eBay. Well, right. right. I mean, that's what I do. <laughs> I think but but isn't thing. it kind of a good idea to be encouraging your MMO players to play your TCG and your TCG players oh, to yeah. then go back Absolutely. to your MMO oh, and oh. just cross-pollinating? Of course. All, all of the successful TCGs other than Magic have had some sort of mythos that's out in the public. With Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh, you've had the, the cartoons... Uh, wow, okay, you've no. got you've got the MMO. Um, magic has magic like the, the growth of magic without this sort of mythos around it is is one of the the, 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 the real success stories. Where other games that came out in the in the early nineties, like yeah. like Vampire and, and Jihad, and so I've got a, I've got an interesting factoid, and I I saw this on Kellen's Facebook. Uh, Kellen, tell us a little bit about the the type of person because Kellen has won quite a few loot cards he's very successful at this game tell us about the type of person that's purchased these loot cards from you on ebay well so far i've sold about uh, seven loot cards and uh according to my paypal information every single one of them has been sold to a woman which <laughs> considering the percentage of women that play wow that's uh, a pretty funny percentage pretty some funny number uh, so w- i hear the percentage is pretty high actually yeah, I, women. It could also well. be a parent buying it for their kid too, or something like that. But yeah, I mean, it's very surprising. Yeah, <laughs> it, I, I, it from the messages I get, it seems pretty much like it's women who want these pets in the game, and they all love them. I guess. Yeah. Well, you know, you it. know, we <laughs> girls. I mean, they gotta have their their pets, right? <laughs> in the, uh, I just I remember hearing like back in the days when I played WoW, there was a lot of stereotypes about girls would either play hunters. Or they would roll as like mages, and that was like I mean they heal or they have pets, or not, not mages, um, priests. That's what I meant to say. So it was like the stereotype back then, at least, was yeah. And it could be based on truth, obviously, but it was either they. One of the best PvP guilds in the world right now is called Girls Should Be Healers. So that's a pretty common yeah. name. That's <laughs> wild players. That's awesome. Uh, okay, so let's uh, let's shift topics a little bit. Uh, unless anyone else has anything about WoW, yeah. I'd like to talk about Magic if we can. Uh, before before we do that, though, I think Dwayne should introduce himself. We uh, we got a little bit sidetracked wow. when talking about wow. Wow. Right. Yeah. wow. Big Chief needs to tell us a little. About ah, I was avoiding that. Uh, so I'm your host, Dwayne St. Arnold. Uh, I'm mostly a Magic player. I've dabbled a bit in WoW uh, and some of the other TCGs. Uh, Uh, For a brief period of time, uh, for the last year, uh, until last July, I worked at Wizards of the Coast uh, working on Magic Online, Uh, and I've had moderate success playing Magic, not nearly as good as some of the rest of the folks here, and I've just been really passionate about games. Uh, I'm passionate, not not just about the games themselves, about how they impact the community around. Uh, Seattle has one of the best magic gaming communities around we have so many awesome people that i want to hang out with not just you know cube drafting or playing wow or whatever but like 
at the park you know we do a lot of active things and you know that's that's one of the things i'm really passionate about uh i also love deck building games dominion uh, ascension's probably my favorite right now but okay that's me is that good do you feel better yeah def- definitely feel like, thank you i feel okay. like i know who you are now i know you we're getting closer Dwayne. closer to what you'll never never know i want to know i think we all know oh boy what? <laughs> Oh, we don't talk. Can we talk about magic? So, magic. So, we've got a couple of sweet topics to talk about first. Uh, first, we have Innistrad. Innistrad is coming out uh, next month, uh, early October. Yep. And so far, it looks away, sweet. Actually. You know, I haven't seen too many of the previews, but I know the release party at PAX was awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah? Tell us. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I don't remember all of it, but... Uh, <laughs> I got at least one free drink. It was a nice, nice place. There was a lot of dancing. I really wanted dancing. to go. I, was I, I may, I may or may not have been recording another podcast for the Geekerific Network at oh. the time, bum, so bum, I wasn't bum. able to record or wasn't able to come. But I heard it was sick. It was, it was really sick. You don't expect to get invited to a top of a hotel hot tub party after a magic party. But that kind of thing happened there. It was that. Yeah. It no, was just that's really just cool. you. That, that is just that's you. That's just Colin. what it's like to be Kellen Abel. That's, no. that's really. That's Other people were in invited. I don't believe I, you. I was not invited. Man, you guys. I did leave out. early, but he, I was not invited. <laughs> but it was surprising, the release party, because like it was. It was not the most awesome party I've ever been to, but it was so much better than what I was expecting as far as it being a cool location, having drinks and food and dancing, and there was people dancing, actually. And, you know, it was a party and not just a bunch of Magic players dirtling around looking at the new set. I heard that uh, some of our non-Magic playing friends went and thought it was sweet. Yes. Yeah. Very, very That That does a lot lot of positive branding for the game. It had a a very different vibe than the the two parties previous this is the third year they've had a had a magic party at pax and the previous two years the focal point was a competition to win cash and a lot of the focus was on that and this year the focus was just on the dancing on the on the (laughs) the spoilers and the world building and the entertainment and it was it was very interesting yeah did you get to go joe yeah, yeah, you're you're the only one. I'm the only. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm the black sheep. Yeah, but no, I like it. It was it was a fun time. It, they they went all out, like making it really drip with flavor of the new set. Um, the Liliana yeah. was there. no, was it Liliana? Oh, it yes. was Liliana. Liliana yeah. was there. She, she was, was there. Was, the, was is this the hot that. tub? Is this what we're talking <laughs> about? Yeah, Kill and Abel. That's one hot tub too. That's one hot tub. You just don't want to jump in. I didn't bet bag a planeswalker that night, which is too bad. That's on my list, you know. So I'm not gonna lie, like. I heard about it and I saw the pictures and in my head it kind of sounded lame. The, the the whole someone dressed up as Liliana. Was am I wrong? You were wrong. Yeah. I'm wrong. It was pretty I, I thought it was going to be lame too. I I thought, you know, someone dressed up and kind of cosplaying at a party is going to be kind of lame. It was not lame even one little bit. It was pretty awesome. It felt like she was actually part part of the flavor of the sh- of the whole thing. Yeah, she kind of blended in and she looked really a lot like the posters or a lot of the art that's been released for the new set about ascending into darkness and a lot of the planeswalkers getting their darkness on and you know her being there it's like you you saw this crowd of people and I was like who is that? And I was like oh shit it's Liliana like oh my god it, she looks exactly like the picture they have up here of her so it, it was well done. Yeah so for, for our listeners that don't know uh, Innistrad is the next set coming out for Magic it's a, a large set release uh it's the first set in the Innistrad block. 
which so far we know Innistrad and then Dark Ascension is the second set. But the the cool thing about this set is that it has a horror theme, which I don't think Magic's done before. I think mm-hmm. ho- this is. I mean, there's always been like vampires and werewolves, but like it's never has been. There, has there been werewolves? Uh, there have been oh, yeah. three yeah. really yeah. terrible werewolves before. Oh, yeah. Just like, Masters like lesser werewolves. Lesser werewolves For the, the record, I wasn't sure. Yeah. I mean, the, I like the, the irony is lesser werewolf was probably the greater of all the werewolves. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was the best. Yeah, by far. But not anymore, because some of these new ones look awesome. That's true, that's true. Um, I mean, like, The Dark was the original sort of horror set. Sure, yeah, um, okay. But, like, they, they've, they've definitely gotten many more of the tropes here and like the whole thing just hangs together a lot so better. do we think that this is just wizards wizards of the coast's way of cashing in on twilight i think the this the popularity of twilight helped probably get this off the ground i don't think that they were i'm just saying you know about what was it like seven-ish years ago you know japanese culture was super popular and they come out with a kamigawa block and now all of a sudden they're like we're gonna have one full of vampires and werewolves i, I want to talk about that because this this is the first set since kami the kamigawa block that is flavor based like are they hoping to get like preteen girls being like team edward team i Jacob, i doubt it i think they just want people to play their game but um that this is the first set that that uh, focused mostly on flavor on flavor first now wizards have been doing a, a pretty good job lately just uh pushing story like all the sets in the last couple of years have been real story driven this one is more thematic yeah yeah and kamigawa was a lot yeah. more thematic it was it was this this take on on feudal japan with a fight between gods and humans and um so a, a lot of the criticism of Kamigawa is that the the game suffered a bit. It may have been too flavor focused as opposed to um, focusing more on 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 the gameplay and that and the yeah. mechanics of that block. I, I from what we've seen so far in this round, I don't think that's going to be the case here. So what I back on the Twilight thing real fast. Yeah. What I really want to see is is you know six months after Innistrad launches, I want to see a Venn diagram. And on one half, I want to see people who actively read the Twilight books. And I'm imagining it's going to be an entirely separate circle of people <laughs> who bought Innistrad packs. Well, that's true. but uh, they, For themselves, not just for their kids. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah right. <laughs> well, the, the, the werewolf and vampire thing is, has really just become a huge geek culture thing since the Twilight t- series took off. I think a lot of people whose girlfriends like Twilight kind of mm-hmm. got into that kind of not they didn't get into twilight but vampires and werewolves are around and now all of a sudden that's kind of in the, the and like now there's like shows like true blood or certain things that you know are redeeming it a bit you know a, a little bit cooler than say twilight was but i don't I, know Maybe. i would venture to say that it's entirely possible if we revisit the venn diagram and add a third third circle the people that that read Twilight are also likely to buy WoW loot cards. I think that's probably true. Yeah, yeah, I think we've hit it. I think we've I think we found the gold that's mine. That's the niche market right there. You know, yeah. I should go sell a, a series of signed copies of Twilight books and see if I get any repeat buyers on my eBay account. <laughs> That'd be pretty sweet. Maybe we should try to make Twilight loot cards for WoW. Like I'm you, not doing that. Your your pet can sparkle. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Oh, I don't know. Maybe maybe this is money. 
You have like a Team Edward flag on your character sticking oh, out the back. God. Yeah, this sounds terrible. It's not going to be good. <laughs> sounds miserable. Or your like your character can rip his shirt off just by the strength of his own chest muscles. I mean, Ch- doesn't that happen already in Chesticles, WoW? Yeah. <laughs> After Innistrad, uh, the next big thing that happened in the Magic world was Planeswalker points. Now, this is uh, for those that haven't heard. Uh, for years since. Magic has had a sanctioned tournament scene. Uh, they've always used the ELO uh, rating system, which is very similar to the chess rating system, where you get points if you win, and you lose points if you lose. That's the very basic breakdown. Now, Planeswalker Points has come out, and it's all upside all the time. You are encouraged to play in events. You can't lose points anymore. Now, there's a lot of nuances about this, but... What do we think of the all-upside part of it? Well, one moment before we start. I think we all need to compare our EPs a little bit. Uh, what level mage are you? Oh, yeah. So so when they launched Planeswalker points, they... It's so flavorful. Yeah, it's, it's chock, dri- dripping with flavor. I think we've used four times. Yes. Well, now we're talking about EPs, so it's even more E-peen. relevant. All right. Yeah. Uh, I, am a, I am 36 points away from becoming a level 40. Yeah, I mean, so that means you're not too bad, right? No, I, I mean, wait, but what's what's your what's your official title? I think it's mage. No, you're a sorcerer. You're a sorcerer. I'm a sorcerer. You're a sorcerer. Yeah. God, you guys all know. I don't even know what I am. Yeah. See, I didn't even want to introduce myself. I don't even know who I am. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. We can go around the table. Com- yeah, compare penis yeah. size. Sorry, Clara. Hey, <laughs> hey, what? Uh, so I'm I'm a level 38 sorcerer. Oh, all right. I've only been back in the game for two years. That's fair. Yeah, I'm I'm a lowly thirty nine as well. I uh, I just cube draft too much and never go to F and M anymore. It's a huge mistake. Apparently, I would never have known that. Now, Man. now, can they can they make those cube drafts worth points? I uh, I heard that they can. Yes, no. they can. Yes, what? they can. Wait a minute. Okay, that should be the. Okay, let's let's go ahead. Hold well, on. Let's finish the round important. table because this. James, uh, I am obviously the biggest nerd at this table now because I'm I'm a level forty one battle mage. Ooh. Battle mage. Oh. All right, so we have a, a big man on campus over here. But first, so how can I sanction these cube drafts? So uh, anything can be sanctioned now. Any any event, any casual event, you can sanction your commander games. You can sanction your cube drafts. You can sanction anything. The way that. I wish you could all see the look on Kellen's face right now. Uh, this doesn't work well for a podcast, but Kellen is seething. He is so just excited. The The way that Wizards used to differentiate between casual events and competitive events is that casual events didn't have any rating associated with them, and competitive events did. Uh, now everything is sanctioned, and you can earn Planeswalker points for any type of event, casual or competitive. But but the casual points are limited to a are are limited to a certain number of points for just participating. There's no additional points beyond that, and casual points do not count for for event invitations. So they they to only count people, for your EP. They well, they they are only EP. Yeah, well, so that's all he needs. That's for real. Yep, so that you can't true. like people can't just be gaming the system be like i did 50 cube drafts at my house last night (laughs) exactly i'm on the pro tour oh my god but now i went to look up what my epine was but i had a problem 
which was <laughs> T- tell us your problem. My problem. With your EPN. I had a problem with my EPN. Weird. They, they make drugs for that, you know. I know. I'm gonna. See the, I'm, I promise. I'll see the doctor about it. But in the meantime, um, my issue was that I went to go, and then I was like, oh no, shit. What is my what's my DCI number? And so I went to go find what my DCI number is because I mean, people who know me, I love to play Magic, but it's mostly like like. A much more casual like cube drafting drafting at people's houses i don't play a lot of like officially sanctioned events and so i like i don't have my dci number memorized so i went to look and i found three different dci numbers oh no which was not something i intentionally did but it was one of those like oh i I showed up at a pre-release and i'm like oh i forgot my dci number and like they just gave me a new one and they're like you can consolidate later I never got around to consolidating these things. So I had like... Do you have triple personalities? I Maybe. But it's like I have multiple DCI numbers. And so I I, like, I don't know what my actual EPN is because until uh, Wizards gets back to me and consolidates all those together, I really, I don't know. So but I will get back to you all once EPN I Your EPN is likely it. 11, 14, and 7. Something like that. And we have to... Which are also tonight's winning lot. But that's numbers. another <laughs> sweet thing with the, the, the redesign of the system. It's also redesigned the website, made it easier to use, made it easier for players that have two or three numbers that they've gotten over the course of their lifetime to consolidate those numbers and get one yeah. lifetime score. They made it really easy for me. I just went on the website and they had a form that I could fill out and like put in my information and put in my... And even if I didn't know what some of the numbers were... They're gonna like you know look it up, look it mostly by my name and my info, and then just put it all into one account, consolidate it, and it'll take a couple weeks. But when I know what my official penis length, I mean epen, is, <laughs> I will let you know. So, I I saw a number that blew my mind when I because like I was just looking through this whole Planeswalker Point site, and I think I think mine was like eighty four or something, eighty five hundred, somewhere around that range. I, I could be wrong, but the number one lifetime was at like 65,000 that matches played no points. total points total points which uh That's, it's olivier ruel of course and he's he's a level 50 battle mage it's battle mage Archmage. right arc mage arc mage yeah, i'll never get all these names down you are such a bad nerd i am a bad nerd but he had like 68,000 points and i think back like i've played a Fucking ton of men. No, not even close. Not even anywhere near how much this guy has played. I and mean, you have to understand that, like, he's getting big multipliers from all the GPs they played. Like, he was going to what fifteen GPs a year or more for five, six years. Yeah, that's fair. And actually, with this new system, I don't think that that's going to be unheard of for a lot of people. Now, the system encourages you to play in all these like big, big events. Like, you get a multiplier. Absolutely. And then the uh, the higher level of the event, like if it's a Grand Prix, it's l- your participation bonus and all of your wins get multiplied by what Grand Prix is eight, right? Yep. Yeah, eight. that's mm-hmm. that's a lot of points. It encourages people to grind very much. And then the reward, in theory, is the top hundred point gainers get invited to the Pro Tour and get plane tickets. Yeah, kind of the top hundred. Kind of, like the, the, it, it, it rolls down, doesn't it? It rolls it, down. There's some there's some invites that are region specific, um, but it's they'll invite a hundred people based on 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 their their planeswalker points for the season. So let me ask you: Is this realistic? Yeah, are we going to see Kellen Abel, F and M champion, getting on the Pro Tour? Well, uh, when there was City Champs, which is a very similar system, which was playing as many events as you can, the person with the most points at the end of the system, 
gets to go to nationals. That was pretty much how it worked. I played in the Seattle ones, and I went to every single event I could. And uh, it was awesome. I loved it. It was so much fun. I got to meet all of the Seattle Magic players, all the surrounding area Magic players, all these new people I'd never met. I made a lot of new friends that I still have today from it. And, you know, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think uh, there's going to be a lot of people who end up grinding just like that for the system. I, I think there are going to be a lot of people who are grinding. I don't know how realistic it is to, to expect someone to uh, grind their way through F&Ms to make it to the Pro Tour. Uh, you're going to have to go to uh, Grand Prix and do well or SCG live events and do well and on both days. So speaking of FNMs, what uh what events are considered casual events then? Is it is it unsanctioned? Uh, the only yeah. the, the only thing that's considered casual and doesn't add to your 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 planeswalker points for the season for for qualifications are events that wouldn't have been sanctioned before. So all other events will increase your chance of getting on the pro tour. Basically. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's like if, that's pretty cool. If you go to a Tuesday night draft that's held by your local game store that was sanctioned before at sixteen k, now it's it's now it's part of this and it has a one x multiplier, which is the one one of the issues with it is that. Um, or maybe not issues, but one of the things that's really changed is um, it used to be that those those random non-Friday night events carried a lot more value for your rating um, before because they they were 16K, and now they have a 1X multiplier as opposed to FNM, which has a 3X multiplier. So you get a lot more from, from going to FNMs. Oh, FNM is 3. That is really three cool. 3X, yeah. yeah. And there, there's another sweet thing on FNM, too. Like, uh, you're talking about how in Sydney Champs you just ground event after event after event. Um, their Wizards is going to be putting on a special championship just for FNM players. Uh, the top 100 people rated in FNM score only will get plane tickets to event. They haven't announced details yet on what this event's going to be like. Um, but knowing Wizards, it's going to be sweet. They came up with wow. this sick name uh, in line with this whole Archmage sorcerer bullshit. The name fnm championships that's uh it's the fnm championships which you qualify with for with fnm points that's very creative try and follow i think i can do it fnm championships so f stands for friday Friday. oh oh, of course yep should have realized oh damn it just means you're still keep drafting on friday doesn't it that's correct you're not going (laughs) fnm no actually uh, i sucked it up i went i so did i you know i actually went the week before uh, this was announced for the first time in I think a because year. Because that's and a half. how dedicated he is. Yeah, I had no idea, and now now I uh, it, I had a terrible time. But uh, it was no. the shop, not F and M. I've they, always they loved actually F&M. changed the dates. Oh, did they re- they, yeah. they changed it? The, it, it counted it counted for the Pro Tour season. It did not count for the F and yeah. Championship. Oh, awkward. Well, you're. You're almost qualified for the Pro Tour now. I actually think I would have more fun at the FNM Championship than the Pro Tour. <laughs> it's probably true. Man, the people at the FNM Championship are going to be way more friendly than the Pro Tour. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be really cool. Plus, you don't have to... Wait, FNMs are going to be in... Championships are going to be in the U.S., so... It's oh, probably going to be on a Friday night. I don't know. Well, actually, they uh, might... Maybe, do you maybe think not. they would co-host them with like a Pro Tour or I hope they like put that? it on a Tuesday night. Tuesday oh, gosh, morning, yeah. just, oh, to, just to fuck with I, people. Well, I, you don't want to conflict with going to your FNM to grind for next year's FNM championship. Yeah, we have priorities. <laughs> but I mean, I think, I think this system makes it totally fair that if you are the kind of person that wants to go to every FNM, go to every event that you possibly can, like fly around the country, the world, like live, breathe, 
sleep, eat, magic. And I mean, I think that that kind of dedication and effort should get you onto the pro tour. I mean, yeah. isn't that what the whole idea is about? Uh, there, there's been a lot of, of backlash, though, that I, I just don't get from players that, that were doing this before. Players like uh, AJ Soccer, um, Paul Reitzel has been very dismissive of this idea of this system. Um, players that that go out and play at all these huge events and play every week, um, not liking the idea that someone else could do the same thing, which I find very strange. Yeah, those are I, probably the players that couldn't qualify in the old system either. <laughs> well, the, the the interesting thing, so like. Paul kind of has a point because, like, he has a full-time job and et cetera, et cetera. But, like, it doesn't matter for him because he was qualifying on pro points and past performances. But it's actually really weird that AJ is complaining about this because under the old system, like, he got to a couple pro tours based on PTQs and, like, I think once on a top 50 performance and then fell off the train and wasn't qualifying based on the old ELO rating. But he's for for the past two periods, he's qualified on the new Planeswalker point system, um, fairly high up, um, because he plays in a lot of sort of mid level events like the Star City Open. Um, I like all kidding aside, like I, I think it's a great system. I think it's all upside that, and I think we should be rewarding people, you know, like they like the AJ Soccer's or. You know the Edgar Floreses of the world that go out and play a lot of Magic and do well at the events that they do play at. Like I, I would rather, I like if, if we're making trade offs, I would rather reward those people than I would reward the Paul Chions that are just like brilliant at Magic, but only play two events a year. I, yeah. You know, a lot of people have been complaining that maybe you know bad players will get to the Pro Tour this way or they'll just grind their way up, but isn't playing that many hours of magic going to kind of counteract that good absolutely i think i think that's a point a lot of people are missing just by playing that much magic you're going to be quite good at it by the by the end of your journey to the pro tour it's going to be a lot of work to get there and it's not just going to be like you can't just like two to your fnm every week and get on the pro tour you're going to need to do reasonably well week in week out playing fnm and you're going to have to go to all the ptqs you can probably have to top eight a couple of them probably still have to go to a gp or two and day two like you're still gonna have to do really well so the the people that are doing that aren't bad players and what you're seeing now but before this whole system is sometimes you'd have someone come out of you know not playing magic go to a ptq luck sack into a win and do terribly at the pro tour and they you know all these people that had been doing real well uh you know (laughs) <laughs> Dwayne, keeps James. Lo- Dwayne keeps looking at me when he says this. I'm I'm the one person at the table that has grinded into the pro tour based on rating. <laughs> but I mean, also, there's still going to be a huge percentage of the pro tour being fed by PTQs. So I mean, that hasn't changed. Yeah. There's still going to be Absolutely. those people who lucked out or did really well. I mean, that's that's still there and. You also get Wizards also gets great marketing. They're going to be able to say, "Hey, look at these players that are playing very well at a high level, uh, not not a pro tour level, but a high level playing, doing day twoing at GPS, uh, top sixteen Star City events, top sixteen PTQs." You can get to the pro tour that way, and that's that's huge marketing for the players that want to put the time in, want to put the dedication into to becoming better at the game, and realizing that. Uh, because if you're trying to grind in on the rating in the old system, unless you strung together 
uh, a, a finish in a pro tour that just puts you just out of the top 50 and then followed it up with a, a, a day two and a cash at a GP, trying to grind in on rating was impossible. Yeah, I mean, that not only that, but in the old system, there was this kind of awkward situation that often happened where players would be disincentivized to play magic because they hit their rating and they wanted to protect it. Absolutely. You know, they qualify for a pro tour or they qualify for some event and then they stop playing because they don't want to jeopardize where their rating or, was. Or where I was after after a pro tour Paris and GP Denver this year where I, I cashed in two straight GPs and I was 15 or 20 points away from a ratings invite. And so I have to pick and choose what events I want to play in. And and try and perform just well enough to get the points I need to get by, and then get out of the event. It's just and it's, obviously it's, nobody wants that. right? No, it's not good for players. It's not good for the game. Yeah. So what this boils down to is people want to play Magic, and the old system didn't let them do that as much as they want to. Now now we have a system that encourages playing Magic week in week out. There's no drawback to play. People should be rewarded for playing. And I you know I see people that are you know, myself included, who weren't going to FNM before. And now it's like, well, I'm looking forward to it this week, even if it's irrelevant. Like, even if in the long term, I'm not going to get a, a a qualification or I'm still going to play Magic. And that's real good for the yeah. game. The that's- only downside I see is after o 3 a PTQ, I'm not going to want to drop in cube draft. Oh, you're going to want to grind out the rest of the rounds. I'm going to want to grind out the rest of the rounds. Yeah. Yep. Well, you could drop and play Ascension. Or you could drop and play Dominion or some other sweet deck building game. You know, the value in that may counteract the Planeswalker points. It might. It might. It could try to damage the pain. Just lessen it maybe just a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) You can cry yourself over some Ascension after you drop. (laughs) I'll be feeling pretty bad. Yeah. Well, let's face it. That's probably going to happen. Let's talk about Ascension or Dominion or deck building games. So my favorite one is Ascension right now. Uh, I'm really enjoying it, uh, playing with the expansion. Uh, w- what about you guys? What are you guys liking right now? Um, I, I actually had a really interesting two-player game with uh, with Steve Bredden um, the other night. We were, we were testing Legacy for um, a Magic tournament this weekend. Um, and after we got really tired, we were like, okay, let's break out Ascension and play. Um, and we're both fairly new to the game, and we're both kind of on a um, default to sort of runes money strategy. Um, but the weird thing was we got the Rat King um, on the initial board. Oh. Um, and so the Rat King is this uh, it's the six-powered uh, monster that when he appears, he covers all the other cards with these rats that have one power, and you have to defeat the rat before you get to the card. It's a it. promo card, right? It's a pro- yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, like, we got the Rat King, and then, like, one of the first two or three cards we killed off the middle got another Rat King and double-covered <laughs> a couple cards. And it was, it was really, it was, like, an interesting game because we both weren't comfortable with the let's fight monsters strategy, but we were forced into it um, by the fact that all these rats were there and you couldn't, pr- you couldn't move forward without killing them. That's awesome. Now I saw Ascension had, uh, packs recently out here in Seattle. We had, uh, uh, the Ascension guys were there selling their game. Uh, they had their whole own booth set up and they were selling all these promos. There's rat King. There's a couple of other ones. There's the v- void mesmer, I think is one yeah. of them. Yeah. The card's pretty insane. Uh, but, 
if you don't have the promos, you can go to their website, pick them up. And uh, I played with them for the first time at PAX, uh, picked them up, obviously. Uh, they're a lot of fun. I, yeah, like you get situations like that with Rat King, right, where you just dump all these rats on the board. It's pretty insane. Yeah, there's there's some there's one with like a leprechaun and pots of gold that like I haven't haven't seen it yet, but I'm really looking forward to a game that that comes out. Uh, Kellen, uh, your deck building game is cube drafting, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, I don't have too much experience here. I uh, I kind of know a little bit about Tanto Kore, but Tanto Kore, she's so excited about that. But that's uh, my favorite. Man, she really does love it. My goodness. But that's all I know. I, I'm, I, I do love to cube draft. That's pretty much my deck. We'll, we'll, we'll convince you to play some of these games with us. You know, I'm going to have to. I, think I know. Enjoy it. I know. You're going to like it. Tanto kore. Tanto kore. That's, that's probably So, Clara, we have no idea what games do you like. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm kind of into a little bit of everything. I like some Dominion. I like, I've played Ascension. It was fun. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if you've heard of this game. It's called Tanto Kore. I really like that one. <laughs> and um, I think it's fun. And I might argue that I like it better than Dominion. No, I've played it. I'm sorry. I haven't played it, but I'm aware of what it is. But a lot of our listeners might have no idea. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Like, use what? a sexy voice for this, please. It's necessary. Please. Do, do I need to use the sexy please. voice or do I need to use the Japanese You're voice? You're still no, no. not using the sexy voice. Low, uh, sexy voice for this. Right now. All right. For those of you who are not aware of what Tanto Kore is, it's a deck-building game very similar to, say, things like Dominion or possibly even Ascension. But really, it, it balances on the crux of all the cards are cute anime maids. Yes, maids. Kellen, you're fondling your microphone a little disturbingly there. So the whole idea is that instead of buying, like, ability cards or, or buying, you know, things that are going to give you actions, you buy maids. Not really buying them. You hire them. And you're you buying can, them. You, you, okay, you're, you're buying, you're them. buying them. You, you buy You are maids. soliciting them. This is all about human trafficking. It's a game actually all about human trafficking. Um... You actually hire these maids and put them in them. your deck, and they will give you all kinds of bonuses, maybe buys. But the thing is, everything. I think you I've can heard even, about this before. You can have you can chambermaid them and have lasting effects. It's really quite fun. But the thing is, everything is super cute. I mean, not just the artwork of having lots of cute anime maids. I'm talking like French maid outfits and everything. Super big eyes, everything, the whole nine yards. But Everything has a cute terminology as well. So instead of like having what? money or gold, you have love. You have love. And so you have to... I think to, Kellen has some love right now. You have to spend love <laughs> to, say, hire maids. Or there's, there's, there's all kinds of really cutesy terminology. But I, I, I can get it more into the details of it on a day maybe we will dedicate so, to So I, I just want to... if I give the maid my love the maid is in my service she is in your service and she will service you we are going to play this game but isn't isn't <laughs> according, to the game, according to the game rules isn't he, she now in his harem isn't that what it's called oh, it's um not in his harem they have um i think that's the direct japanese translation for the game i'll have I'm to look sure. i'll have to look at it and see i'll, I'll read the manual and the rule book we can just go with harem that's fine i like sure, harem sure I, again ride, ride, i say ride with yeah, the harem. Why not? it's secretly it's a game that has a cute exterior but 
inside it's actually just about human trafficking it really is it's it's a really good game though it's it feels a lot like dominion but it's really fun and it does keep it kind of cute and funny and it's it's good i like how you're trying to sell it on its game merits hey we I, know. I want people to know that they can tell that to their girlfriends when they buy it oh okay. oh there we go yeah. Yeah. i want to defend the game and say that if we get a chance to talk about it more in the future, there's actually certain game mechanics about it that are unique and interesting and make me like it a little bit more than Dominion. So Is I could, it the chambermaid mechanic? Yeah, and it's 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 I like having chambermaids, let's just say. Who doesn't? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one, apparently. <laughs> Not even one person doesn't like that. All right, James, what are you playing? Uh I've been playing a lot of a lot of Ascension lately. Um kind of falling off the Dominion train. Uh, just burnt out with sets every four months in that game yeah it burned me out too um i haven't even gotten to play all i, of I went to, i went to gen con this year for for magic tournament and i got to play some games there one of them is called couriers it's a deck building game but instead of using cards you use dice um the, how does that work exactly so instead of having like static resources on cards you have dice that have certain values on each side and you buy buy dice out of supply piles in the middle uh, and use those as as monsters to fight and and resources. Oh, well, that's pretty cool. That sounds sweet. It was it was very interesting. There was there were some balance issues in the game. If we get a chance to to, to devote an, devote an episode to it, I would like that like to do yeah. that. It's it, it was very interesting. We only played it a couple times, so there maybe it may have just been bad board draw because there is uh, random random supply piles like any good deck building game. Sure. So I think uh, I, I definitely think that sounds sweet to play. Uh, I know we want to play that Japanese chambermaid game. What's it called? Tantokore. <laughs> you know, there's another Japanese game that I want to be to have imported. Which uh, one? Uh, Barbarossa. <laughs> really? Yeah, Barbarossa. it's actually just a Nazi game uh, with maids again. Well, not maids, just cute uh, Japanese girls. You can just say they're maids. It's fine. I, that's all I think about now. That's kind of on my mind. It's hard to get maids. that off. You know, maids. maids. Oh man. Maids. But, uh, maids. No. It's cute Japanese girls dressed as Nazis fighting. Yeah. It, it's doing it for you, isn't it? I don't know how they think. It's Japan hitting the spot. It's so weird. Yeah. They're so weird. They think that's just a normal thing there. And you're just no, dying for so them. I really want to play it. It looks really Kellen, cool. have you ever been to Japan? No, I have not. You, what you don't realize, and this is something that me and Joe can attest to, that's actually just what it's like over there. Yeah, there, there, there are actual maid bars where you go, mm-hmm. I've, and I've they been, have the I've girls been. dressed up as maids. So this will be the last young. podcast Kelly was on before he goes to <laughs> Japan. <laughs> well, no, I just have to wait till the next pro tour in Japan, and I will grind. I will test for every F and M. By the way, if any of you want to test for F and M in the Seattle area, hit me up if there's a Japanese pro tour because uh, I need those maids desperately. <laughs> So don't worry, Kellen. It is the creepiest thing ever. I I have been. It really is. I have been to a maid cafe. I have a membership card. Are you an official maid member? I have an official my master card. It says my master on it, and you can level up points. (laughs) No. For oh how many times you visit. God. That, that is so awesome and so cheesy all at the same time. That I, is... I could tell you so many creepy stories about those mid cafes. Please do. <laughs> right now? Next, we'll, we'll save that for the next episode. <laughs> we'll save We're that for the next episode. imagining what that means in our heads right now. but uh... Yeah, we'll, we'll let our listeners just dwell on that one for a couple episodes probably. Oh, yeah. I guess I forgot to put in my introduction that I... I lived in japan for a long time and i speak japanese so that might explain my obsession with tantokore and these other things so if that helpfully gives a little background into 
my knowledge and obsession with all things Japanese. Sure. Uh, so I think for our next episode, we should figure out a game to play uh, and get together a little bit ahead of time, play a game. Uh, I think our, our front runners right now are... are I'm sorry, what was that again? Tantokore! Uh, and what was the other one? Uh, Couriers. Couriers? Yeah. Uh, how do we feel about a little tento core? I well, feel pretty good about that. I bet you do. <laughs> I, mean, I definitely, I definitely want to do an episode dedicated to the game. But I mean, this is a deck building um, game podcast, so you know, maybe we should start where th- where it all started. I mean, it kind of makes sense to talk about Dominion at least a little bit. Yeah. So I, I was thinking about that, and I, I think I kind of want to do Dominion when an expansion comes out, and I think we can just do a whole show about Dominion. Like, not just... I mean, we'll talk about the expansion as well, but I think I think there's a lot to say about that game. I'm kind of burned out on it, honestly. Uh, but I think... I think there's a lot to say, and I kind of want to wait till there's a new expansion. Don't worry, it'll be about 45 minutes, and they'll have a new expansion out. Actually, one just dropped. <laughs> it just dropped. While you were, dropped. Talking. <laughs> there while it you were is. talking, it's it's right here. Yeah, they, they've been releasing expansions so fast. I figured we would just wait till the new expansion, which is I w- think I think it's on? actually in October. What number are they on? Like seven? number seven? Seven? Uh, I don't even know. Twelve. There was Intrigue and Seaside and Alchemy and Prosperity and... and aliens the, Attack. And Aliens Attack. And the new the one, which names I don't remember, that has the, the tournament. There was the Chambermaid one they did. Oh, uh, wait. Yeah. Um, I think it's six or seven at Six least. or seven, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I have a lot to say about Dominion, but that we're, I'm going to save it. Uh, I, I, wanna, I definitely want to do Dominion. We will absolutely do Dominion. Let's do, let's do something new. Uh, Tentacory, I seriously though, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think that's the winner. Any objections, Clary? I, I know you don't want to play it. Uh, like, I mean, I don't know how I feel about that game. Oh wait, I love it. Oh, you love it. I love it, Joe. Love you okay with this? Totally. There, there, All right. There are a couple of other games that that I'd like to hit too. Um, just to keep in mind, or we we should probably just like get a list of games and, and do yeah, like, do Ooh, like after yeah. the fact does and just start picking games. Yeah, yeah. Well, absolutely. I also really want to play more Ascension just in general because <laughs> I've only gotten to play the basic Ascension. I haven't gotten to play around with any of its kind of expansions or extra nifty stuff. Yeah. Well, it sounds like we have a lot of work to do then. Yeah. So good thing we are going to keep recording more episodes. Absolutely. And I'm sure we'd love some listener suggestions. If you have a yes. deck building game that yes. you really like, tell us about it. So I think uh, that kind of wraps us up. And if you do have things that you want to tell us, uh, we have a few different ways to contact us. Uh, we are part of the Geekerific Network on geekerific.com. Uh, we have our Twitter account, Hit the Deck Pod. Uh, that's at Hit the Deck Pod. Uh, we also have an email, uh, hit the deck at geekerific.com. And you can find us on Facebook uh, at hit the deck podcast. Uh, you should be able to just find it if you type that into the Facebook searchy thing, search box part. It might help if you put Facebook into pirate mode first on the language. The hit the deck. Oh, yeah. if you, if Yar. You, it might oh. help you. Hit the deck. On that note, uh, I want to thank everyone for coming. Uh, thank you, Joe Bono, uh, Kellen Abel, Clara. It's actually Lorenyuk. Lorenyuk. Really, what's so hard about that? 
I okay. don't. I don't think my tongue can actually make that noise. No. In old country, I don't understand what your problem is. In old country, everybody can say it. It's <laughs> very common name. Clara Lorenyuk, James Dykes. I am Dwayne Sinerald, and that was episode zero of Hit the Deck. Thank you. Thank you.